Good morning, and welcome to Daily Confetti with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Uh, anyway, let's just leave it. Today is September 24th, and it is a Tuesday, and we're glad you could join us. You know, Carter. Carrie. What? Training wheels are off. Oh, gosh. Yeah, whatever. You right. Yeah, you try doing this every day. I'm not great at it. <laughs> um. I have to apologize because uh, I mistakenly totally forgot to publish the podcast yesterday in audio format. Like I, I put it on YouTube and this morning I was showering and I was like, I feel like I forgot something yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Basically it's typing one command into the command prompts, but I just failed to do that. So I forgot to do it. Yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. It's up now. I did it before uh, this recording. So. We're good. <sighs> Carrie, um, if you want to talk about something that I'm not really even, I didn't really know about, I don't know what this is. I don't know who this person is. Can you introduce what this is? Yeah, I just, there's been a spate of these celebrities um, coming out as non-binary or whatever, or telling us their sexuality. I just think it's kind of funny. Um, as our friend Mike Harlow pointed out, it's the alternate headlines of some of these could be, you know, most boring person in the world comes up with reason for us to pay attention to him again. <laughs> like, it does feel like I totally, so with, uh, with Sam Smith, like he came out as genderqueer a couple of years ago and now like recently he came out as they, them, Sam Smith, for those who don't know, is a, a singer. And uh, I, I, when I read that, I really did feel like, I was in one of those marketing department meetings in a company where they're like, what news can we generate? I know, uh, Sammy, you were doing that thing. It's, and no, no, that was two years ago, but it's slightly different now, right? We could, we could spin it as a new thing and, and put that out. That'll get us some attention. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Like it just, it totally feels this, like this contrived attention mongering. Yes. But. Well, there's an article I'd like to walk through with you that made me laugh. Okay. Um, Wait, before we get to Sam Smith, before we get to Sam Smith, hold on. We don't have to start with Sam Smith, yeah. Let's not, let's not start with him yet. I don't know That's just to... the guy I know. You mentioned someone else. Okay, here's the other one, Mark Ronson. So music producer, Mark Ronson. I'm going to share this one. <laughs> this one really makes me laugh. Um, he's decided that he identifies as sapiosexual. <laughs> so I didn't know there was a word for it, Ronson said on Good Morning Britain. Sapiosexual. Uh, by the way, I feel like <laughs> that's like this, the headline could be, I learned, Mark Ronson learned a new word today. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Mark. Good job learning a word. Mark, I have a whole list of SAT vocabulary words from high school I could send you, and you yes. can learn one of the day. Mark Ronson, uh, Mark Ronson discovered that he is an oppressed snowflake. Well, so this is the thing, though, sapiosexual. So I, I, me and a lot of people I know called themselves sapiosexual for years, um, kind of like as a joke, but not really. Uh, sapiosexual is not a sexual orientation. It just means you like smart people. So well, like no, heterosexual people would say, like, I'm sapiosexual. That means that they're heterosexual and they prefer intelligence. Like, that's, that's all it means. So okay, let, let me it's back not up. an orientation. Right. But here's the thing. It is an orientation now. That's what they're trying to push on us. So def by definition, in, the, in this article and People Magazine includes it, sapiosexual is, is someone who finds intelligence 
and the human mind to be the most sexually attractive feature for a potential sexual relationship. So here's the thing. Now they say that this is an identity, that this is a sexual orientation. There's, there's like a hundred of these so-called sexual orientations. Now there's another one that says uh, you want, what is it, demisexual or something? You only want to have sex with people who you're emotionally connected to. Okay, that's not an orientation. That, that is, would make that would make like every fetish, every preference, every everything would be an orientation. Every preference, exactly. Like newsflash, Mark Ronson, people have preferences about what they're attracted to. Is Being there a blondo sexual? Is there like a? <laughs> I'm a boobasexual. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are. Uh, uh, I don't want uh, a memory phone. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb but see this is what we've talked about before with sjw ideology which is it's the belief that it's it's this marxism based on identitarianism right and it tells you that the best most important way to look at the world is through a lens of looking at it as competitive groups and these groups are no longer not like in the marxism that you might know of it's not about class it's about identity and then they assign, it's about identity and power, and they define your power based on which of these identity groups you're in. And so it, is, it has become social currency to be in one of the marginalized groups. There's marginalized groups and there's privileged groups. They alternately call these oppressed groups and oppressor groups. So if, how else to get social currency and to feel like you're special when everything is about what identity groups you're in now? than to come up with these never-ending identity groups. So now, instead of just saying, is he, is he straight? I don't know. Instead of just being a straight guy, know. now he gets to be a sapiosexual, like an oppressed, <laughs> he's so an stupid. oppressed, it's so dumb. He's an oppressed sexuality, guys. Is, wait, is he claiming that or is it everyone else? Because I feel like he's probably just like, I learned a new word and everyone's like, yay, now you're this identity. Yes. He, no, he says it. He, he went on Good Morning Britain and revealed that he's a sapiosexual and... Well, but, but I, I watched that clip. All he said was like, oh, I didn't know there's a word for it. I guess I'm a sapiosexual. No. I, I feel like he was prompted by leftists to say he was a sapiosexual. I feel like I identify as sapiosexual. I okay. know, but the context of it yeah. is not like I'm coming out as a sapiosexual. It's like, oh, there was a new word and now I, that sounds good. I'll identify as that. Like... I, I okay. get it. I, I get, get it. it. But I still, they're, they've run with it. And look, he is straight. This is him with a girlfriend. Okay, so that's just that question. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're assuming her gender, first of all, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, they, them, Zer's gender. Zer's gender. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's straight, but now he gets to be special and be, be considered sapiosexual. And then there's also, I, let me look this up real quick. Um, uh, this is hilarious to me. I, I didn't, by the way, I'm a member of an oppressed class now. I've, yeah. I consider myself sapiosexual. You can just start racking up IQ is hot. oppression points. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. Uh, okay, yeah. The other one was demisexual. D-E-M-I sexual. So this, <laughs> what does that this mean? I'm on the, I only get horny on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. <laughs> no, it says uh, that you need to be like like emotionally connected to someone and really trust them to feel sexual attraction towards them. A person who does not experience, okay, let me share this with you guys. Like you don't have no lust in your body. You only have I love. just It's just another way to come up with a special 
category that makes you feel like marginalized. A demisexual is a person who does not experience sexual attraction unless they form a strong emotional connection with someone. It's more commonly seen in, but by no means confined to romantic relationships. So of course, this is a whole article in Bustle about you might be a demisexual. Oh, I might. So, so actually Mike Harlow is the one who introduced me to that term because he was saying he has a friend, a straight male, a white male friend, straight, who came out, came out to their friend group as demisexual. And in an, I, th I think he said in an argument with him, claimed it as an oppressed status, <laughs> like as a marginalized status. Oh I'm not God. straight, guys. I'm demisexual. Is it not clear to everyone now that society is falling apart? This this is just, I, it's, yeah. It's going to be, and there's never ending. That like, I'm sure we could pull up a, a piece. You know how there's a unending number of pronouns now. Well, now there's an unending number of sexual identities. So, okay. Wait, sorry, Carrie, can you hold on for a second? I think yeah. the cat's stuck in the closet. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 poor kitty. While Carter's gone, I'm going to tell you guys that he revealed to me that he and the cat are on the same diet. It's a carnivore diet. But he gets to I cook. Get to cook my meat. He gets to cook his meat, but he'll cut off a little piece for the cat and then he'll cook his meat. But it's, it's kind of adorable. It's like my dog and I eat avocados together. Yeah, I didn't even see her get in the closet, but there she was in the closet. Sorry. <laughs> hey, my cat just came out of the closet. She's a protected <laughs> class. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, were you, were you going to share something else? Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, I'm going to share the Sam Smith one now, unless you have something else to say about demisexuals and sapiosexuals. Uh, let's do Sam Smith first, because there's a story that I want to relate that I, is, this is reminding me of. But Okay. Okay, so this is, so Sam Smith just came out, uh, as, as we mentioned at the beginning, he's now saying he wants to go by they, them pronouns. He made a big announcement on Instagram or something. And I guess... Uh, there was a backlash. I didn't see a backlash, but I guess there was, which again tells me, I think, I think society's getting sick of this stuff. I think, I think there might be a bigger backlash, but not, not just a backlash against this, but a backlash in general against all this nonsense. Right. So this person writes for NBC news, um, Sam Smith's they, them pronoun backlash highlights an ongoing cultural disconnect. And then the, the um, subheadline. By the way, what is this? What's this reference here at the upper left-hand corner that says self-explanatory? Is that a category of articles now? It's a category of opinion pieces that should be self-explanatory. Oh, really? Yeah. How, how did I miss that? What does that mean? Does that mean like if you're woke, you get it? Otherwise, shut the hell up. I think it might mean that. <laughs> okay. Just want to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I think it involves, as we're going to see here, it involves the uh, author, the writer of the piece, um, making it all about themselves and making a narcissistic piece. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Smith is hardly the first celebrity to come out as gender non-binary, but Smith is still read and understood by society to be a man. That's because he is a man. <laughs> <laughs> Based mainly on tone of voice and appearance. Okay. so uh, we'll And also down. genetics. Gene yeah. And also based on the fact that he's a man. 
Um, Smith, Sam Smith is a gender non-binary individual. This means that Smith uses pronouns that are gender neutral, they, them, and theirs. It's not a particularly difficult concept, guys. No, this, totally not. But the singer has continued to face pushback from fans and members of the media who are either unable or unwilling to accept Smith's identity. So the singer first shared their non-binary gender identity in March, but in recent days has politely but firmly doubled down on the pronoun issue in both a new Instagram post and a Twitter thread. Isn't it fun to be alive in 2019, people? Okay. No. <laughs> Quote, after a lifetime of being at war with my gender, I've decided to embrace myself for who I am inside and out, Smith said. I understand there will be many mistakes and misgendering, but all I ask is you to please, please try. Um, Can I just mention something? Yeah. Boy George wasn't this dramatic. I mean, no. we were all cool with Boy George. Why do you guys have to go crazy? I don't Why do you have to? Um, it's all about insisting that other people, you, you change other people's language and their ideology. It's authoritarian in nature. It's controlling in nature. Like Sam Smith. Well, and it's just narcissistic. Yeah. No one gives a crap. No what one your cares. gender is, Sam. No one cares, Sam. And nobody, and, and by the way, if your um, mood, if, 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 you, if, if it's based upon strangers referring to you as they, them, then you, I, I think you have a very, I think you have other problems. If it, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? It shouldn't be dependent upon what strangers are calling you. Yeah, so, and I, look, I'm not saying he can't go by they, them, or whatever. That's fine. That's like, fine. I don't, I don't care. The fact that it needs to be announced like a little narcissist, that's, yes. that's what I have a problem with. Who the hell cares? So no, tell your people, tell your friends who talk to you to use they, them. Yeah, who cares? And well, shut I the mean, hell up. Well, no one presumably because he's, he's also in the public, he's in the public eye. So he's presumably telling anyone because he's interviewed and he's written about whatever. Supposedly. I see. So if you talk about me, use they, them. Use they, them. Well, and, Very but important. again, again, he can he can request that. I don't care. And he can go by that himself, but I will not use they, then just so people know. I, we've talked about this on the show before. I have no problem using a person's preferred pronouns um, in, in it, but it depends on context. It depends on who's asking me, how they're asking me and why they're asking me. It, it's, I'm certainly not going to use it when, when I feel like it's a person who's trying to uh, assert some type of force or over me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, I'm not, it depends on the person. And I only will use, this is my own decision, but I'm only going to use he and she. I'm not going to use they, them, and I'm not going to use any of the made up ones like mer and zer and z or whatever. That's just me. Yep. But, no, I get it. I, I, I get it. I mean, so there's I a just, very, very, very small percentage of the population who is actually intersex, who are born with chromosomal differences or like problems, ab abnormalities, we'll say, where they have they're hermaphrodites or whatever. And I understand actual ambiguity and problems with those people, but that's not what we're talking about. Sam Smith, as far as everyone knows, XY, normal male. Yeah. Well, here's where it gets interesting. Here's why I wanted to bring this up. Well, he talks about misgendering, many mistakes in misgendering. No, it's not. Misgendering is what you're doing. But, and you <laughs> can do that. You can do that if you want to. Go ahead. You're misgendering yourself. I don't care. But, but it's funny how they try to change the meanings of words. Um, okay. So get this. This week, I didn't know this until I read this piece. 
Merriam-Webster announced this week that it's adding an entry to the definition of the pronoun they in the dictionary to refer to non-binary individuals. Yeah. This is a this is a case of I don't think this is um uh descriptive. I think it's prescriptive. I don't think that there are enough people using they colloquially for an for an individual in the third person that it should be in the dictionary. I think they're forcing it on us. Like if it had become if it is such a popular thing that yes, it ends up in the dictionary, but it's not. Yeah. So I mean dictionaries, there's been a James Lindsay had a I think it was James Lindsay who had a big uh, was involved in like this big uh, argument about whether dictionaries should be prescriptive or, or descriptive. Um, this is a while ago. And uh, I think his point was, I don't want to misrepresent uh, his report, misrepresent his report, but, uh, or his opinion on this, but it was, this makes sense to me. It was, they're both like, they, they both describe, they like look at the world and try and describe how people are using words. And, part of that ends up being a little bit prescriptive because once they kind of say, oh, I think this is how the word's being used, well, that kind of codifies people are going to look up and that's how they'll use the word. So it seems like dictionaries kind of do a little bit of both. I do think it's premature to be using they, them for this, but we know that the people at Merriam-Webster, probably we know their political leanings. So of course, not They've, surprising. Yeah. So here... Um, uh, in this same paragraph, blah, blah, blah. What's different perhaps is that Smith is read and understood to be a man. They put that in quotes as if, as if that's not a biological fact, uh, a man scare quotes right. based mainly on tone of voice and facial hair. And of course, Smith has identified as a man for most of their life. Uh, even saying that makes me cringe for most right. of his life, including in such hit songs as stay with me. Um, but, but here's down here's where it gets interesting. Um, it talks about him saying, Oh, I heard the words almost like Mark Ronson. I learned a new word and then it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, how he first heard the word and then he realized that was him. So then the author goes on to make this all about, uh, himself and about his own gender fluidness and, uh, he criticizes Piers Morgan for suggesting that not gender non-binary identities are a fad and an excuse for people to be different. Yeah, I agree with Piers Morgan. I do think Obviously they're, a they're a fad. Yeah, clearly. Then he tries. Then he tries to do this, which is this thing they do, which is to try and take your disagreement and uh, and then link it to higher suicide rates and mental health struggles for uh, transgendered people. Right. It's and always it's, it's always our fault. Yeah, and it's not. It has nothing. There's there's nothing list. There's no causal rates. There's nothing. There's no causal um, uh, connection. connection. And there's this person doesn't even attempt to offer one. He just says, you know, even if there were a causal connection, it doesn't. I don't like. I wouldn't really care. Yeah, it's your job to manage your psychology. So it's your job to manage your own psychology. This kind of pervasive disrespect and disregard for their identities and pronouns contributes to higher suicide rates. No, it doesn't contribute to that. By the way, you know who has higher suicide rates? Just talking about gender and suicide. Um, males, males have much higher suicide rate than females. So I think I will blame you, Carrie, for and all all females for the higher male suicide rate. It must be something that you're saying and doing to us uh, to hurt our feelings. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could write a piece in NBC News about it. Yes. 
Okay, so this is the part I was trying to get to. Okay, quote, in Smith's in instance, they, okay, again, I hate that. They are both gay and gender non-binary. Okay, he's both gay and gender non-binary. Okay, how can you be gay if you don't have a gender? I don't think you can, right? Gay is attracted to your own gender. <laughs> right. So, does that mean he's only attracted <laughs> to other gender non-binaries? Right. <laughs> this part just cracked me up because the guy writing this clearly doesn't understand how contradictory that is to say that. Right. This, he's gay and also doesn't have gender. Well, then, what, well, then how can he be gay? And he's not gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this was just a build up to get to that line because it really, I thought that was hilarious. It's a good line. It's <laughs> yeah. a good line. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I'm going to stop sharing and then. Yeah. You know, th this reminds me. There's an interesting thing happening where they're, they're really just destroying the concepts of gender in a, and even they're trying to destroy the concepts of sex, like yeah. biological sex. Yeah. Um, I remember Carrie, I was dating a woman years ago who, um, she was queer. She identified as queer. Um, and she also identified as a feminist. And at the time I was thinking feminist meant like the old school, like equal rights kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm like feminist. Sure. That's fine. Right. Um, and it, it took me a while to kind of unravel what was actually happening. But um, I remember I had read some material. I read a book, maybe a couple books on um, differences in brain between sexes. So male and female brain differences that seems to be biological. And, and by the way, I hear that there's now some counter evidence to that, although we can talk about that separately. But anyway, I, I read this book and we were having a discussion one day and I'll never forget, she, you know, she, she viewed herself as very rational and you know, only, only the fact very science-based, like leftists generally do, very science-based and rational. And, um, and I made some comment about, oh, women tend to behave this way, men tend to, whatever. It was a generalized statement. I don't even remember exactly what it was. But she went ballistic on me that there are, and she insisted, there are no differences in the brains between males and females. And I remember just being really our relationship ended shortly after that but i remember like being really really shocked that she wasn't even bothering to bring up any science she was just yelling it like it was a religion there are no differences there aren't well and i said well i don't know i read this book and this and this seems to be like i had all this data because i had just read some stuff about it and her reaction was visceral anger and um, just bile. It was just this, how dare you, how dare you question my gods? Um, which I didn't realize were her gods at the time. So I had, I stumbled into questioning the gods by mistake. And it's really interesting to me because there's this, this claim that there's absolutely no difference in the brains, blah, blah, blah. And yet now we're at this point where because I'm sure she would be all bought into the Sam Smith crap and she's, I'm sure she's social justice, you know, squared now. Right. 
we're now, but now we're in this place where, oh, if you behave a certain way, if your brain feels like a certain way and, and, and leans towards a certain, we'll say, set of behaviors that are typical to male stereotypes and you're female or set of behaviors that are typical to female stereotypes and you're male, suddenly like, oh, you're a different gender. So like genders are now like, oh, actually, there are brain differences. Now it's like suddenly, yes, there are brain differences and they're very different. And, and actually, according to the social justice left, they seem to be uncorrelated to your biology. So, so now it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, you're X, Y, but who knows what gender brain you have. Your brain could be any gender, <laughs> any of a hundred genders, totally uncorrelated. It's, we can't predict what your brain will be like uh, just because of your genetics. It's so anti-science and it's so patently stupid. There's no, there's no better word than just stupid. It's just stupidity. And I hate to say that because this is an intelligent woman that I was dating, but there's like, they've got blinders on and it's, it's like a, it is a religious belief for these people. And I think for people like Sam Smith, I, I think it's, uh, well, a lot of people like Sam Smith. I don't speak about him in particular, but I think it's just trying to fit in. It's what's cool. It's what's like, oh, this is the new speak. This is the new religion. Like I can be in the new religion. I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm a sapiosexual. Um, but it's really the only, I've said this before, but the only unifying feature of all of this ideology is destruction of what we traditionally recognize as true. And that's been true in other areas, but with respect to sex, it's destruction of the male-female dichotomy. It's destruction of men as men, women as women, and heterosexual relationships as being a standard, as a normal. Doesn't mean you can't have other relationships. It just means that is being torn down in every possible way from every possible angle. And they do it by attacking genders. They do it by attacking sexual orientations. They do it by attacking the, the concept of gender, the link between gender and sex. Now they're attacking sex as saying it's a social construct. They're doing all this. I saw someone on Twitter, Carrie, the other day that argued that sexual dimorphism was a social construct because men had starved women throughout history because <laughs> men are evil oppressors. And that's why women are smaller than men on average. Wow, is sexual dimorphism a social construct for birds? Apparently it is for every species, I guess. Hmm. Sexual dimorphism is because men are evil now, which, is, which begs the question, well then are men different than women somehow? Because if the males are evil, I guess they behave differently than the females, which means there must be some sort of behavioral differences based on genetics. Mm. <laughs> 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 the whole thing is, it's actually retarded. If you're on the left and you believe this stuff, you are being retarded. You may be very intelligent. This is, you're, this is idiocy. It's total idiocy. Um, and the contradict, it's everything you're saying is riddled with contradictions. It contradicts reality. It contradicts itself. It contradicts every piece of data scientifically that we know. There's no scientific evidence for any of this crap. It's all anti-science, religious craziness it, it is a it is like a religion it is a, that's you're exactly right you've hit the nail on the head. and that's why your ex-girlfriend reacted so viscerally and was so because yeah. she had no rational reasons why they don't and they do react viscerally and they also um they people i've been kind of they get a, they get scared when you disagree with them on this stuff they get scared that's why they react viscerally too because they're in a cult of belief and you're 
opposing that you're you're being a heretic you know what i mean like you're saying Absolutely. yeah and it freaks them out yeah no it they, threatens their identity in many in many ways but i have a friend who um who has mentioned to me that he thinks the best way to push back against some of this stuff is to refuse to use words like identify as or identity and i completely agree i, I try not to use their magic words um yep. And so, but I hadn't thought about identify as. I, because I, you don't identify and right. your gender's not assigned. Exactly. And so I know it was a funny interview with that interview we did with Mark SJW Hughes, but he's like, how do you, how, how do you identify? And I just said, I don't, I don't, why is that? Right. I don't even, don't use their language. I don't right. identify as a woman. I am a woman. I mean, I don't right. identify as straight. Like I don't identify as, it's, right. it's, just, it's a dumb, you're accepting when you use that language. Language has power. It does. That's why they, that's why they try to rewrite it. That's why they um, try to rewrite it. And when you use that language, you're giving them, you're ceding power and you're, you're basically buying into part of this ideology. Even if, even if you're disagreeing with it, you're buying into part of it. Right. So. And, you know, with respect to sexuality, this is the thing I, I, I really think is, I, I want to use the word problematic, but I can't because they've usurped it. So th this is something I, I, I don't think is healthy for society. We, you know, yes, there was a lot of discrimination against people of alternate sexualities for a long time. If they were, you're gay or you're bisexual, whatever, lots of discrimination. It still is in some areas, absolutely, even, even in the Western world. Uh, mostly, though, by the way, that discrimination is in, um, in non-Western countries. But... Uh, yeah, there was a lot of discrimination and it made sense to the, the whole like coming out as gay, coming out as this to like, you know, assert, hey, this is this is who I am and it's okay, right? Stop discriminating against me. But I think we've got, we've, we raised at least one, if not two generations of people who were bought into the idea that like, hey, who you have sex with, not any of my business. I don't care. You do your thing. The problem is, at this point, I think we've reached a point in society for the West, for the most part, in which there's no reason to tell anyone your sexual orientation unless you're propositioning them or they're propositioning you. Like, <laughs> there's no, yeah. no one cares. No, one, no cares. one cares. So saying like, I'm gay, it's like, well, are you asking to sleep with me? Like, that's not a, I, this is, why this would is you say that? Bad. I don't care. This is like when we interviewed Kelly Day and who's who's running for office and who said that I forget who it was. Someone asked if they if their her party, their political party, it's a new party up there in Canada, if they had um, a list of all of their candidates who were LGBT, and she was like, "Why would we keep a list of people's who sleeps with sexuality?" Him? Right, <laughs> right, exactly, like, like exactly, and idea. even in even in normal society. Like, yes, there was a time when if someone was talking about someone else, oh, I'm going to introduce you to John. He's gay. Like, they would add that as a thing. Just be prepared. He's gay. That doesn't happen. At least not, not in the Bay Area. I'll give you that. Like, that doesn't happen. It doesn't like, happen anywhere. I'll introduce you to John. Yeah. You don't know whether John's gay or not. And he might mention it, but probably not. And it doesn't really matter unless John is like, hey, can I have your phone number? Do you want to get together? Then like, oh, suddenly sexual, like sexual compatibility matters at that point. And you'd have to be like, actually, no, that's, that, you know, I'm not, I'm not that or whatever. But 
Uh, We're soon going to be in a place where it's like, let me introduce you to Carter. He's straight. Right. (laughs) Well, but we're also in this, part of it's just narcissism. Like there's this running around of like, I sleep with these kind of people and this is what turns me on. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I've got something good for you. I found while you were talking. Look at this. Let's go to a modern dating site. Okay, Cupid. Oh God. <laughs> identity. Look at this page. It says, okay, Cupid, identity, orientation and gender expression as told by real actual humans. When OkCupid expanded the available gender and orientation options, we realized there was a larger conversation. They always call it a conversation, right? It's not a conversation taking place because dictionary definitions aren't always able to tell a story. We want to tell, we want to, we went to real people to add some color to this evolving language. Here are descriptions from those who claim these words for themselves. Now on Okay, Cupid, you, you can now select between 22 genders and 13 orientations. And they're sapiosexual. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so let's just, I just want to look at a couple of the orientations. There's sapiosexual. sapiosexual. There's a uh, heteroflexible. <laughs> Heteroflexibility is a form of sexual orientation or situational sexual behavior characterized by minimal homosexual activity and an otherwise primarily heterosexual sexual orientation that is considered to distinguish it from bisexuality. Okay, so it's not bisexual, guys, and it's not homosexual, and it's not heterosexual. It's heteroflexible. Um, look, I, look, to some extent, I get why this might be necessary on a hookup site because you're looking for a particular thing with a particular person. But in normal life, no one cares. Nobody when I'm cares. hiring a programmer, I, I really don't want to know any of it. I don't care. I just want to go through, I just, some of these people may not have heard of because I haven't. Omnisexual. Omnisexual means attracted to different people regardless of what they have on the outside or what they feel on the inside about their sexes. I thought that was pansexual. Well, not any, the pansexual is on here too. <laughs> oh, oh, that's different. I've heard of heteroflexible, whatever that one was. And sapiosexual, obviously we talked about it. You told You introduced me to demisexual. Uh, a few minutes ago. Demisexual, oh my gosh. Demisexual means that I rarely feel sexual attraction towards people that I don't know and that romantic and intellectual attraction nearly always precede it. Okay. Um, I just want to look at a couple of these. So there's 13 orientations you can choose from. Let's look at the 22 genders. Agender, androgynous, bigender, cis man, cis woman, gender fluid. Hedra. Queer. Where's that? Hedra? What is that? What is that? <laughs> Let me look at that up. Uh, the he, Hedras, men, men who dress and act like women, have been a presence in India for generations. Men who dress and act like women? Okay. Aren't those trans, I don't, or drag queens? What are they talking about? No, they're just trying to come up with as many things as they can like two spirit is on here trans woman so carrie this is um this seems to be a function of uh just the narcissism of today's culture right everyone wants to feel like there's something special so i'm a this means something rather than just saying you know i'm me and you know being in relationships you want to be in and having conversations with your partners about what you like and don't like sexually you've got a paste it on your profile and announce that it's and give labels to things and like I'm a this and I'm a that and um I think it just I think it just strokes people's ego it makes them feel special it makes them totally. it, it 
plays to the narcissism of today's culture. Look, look, they still have woman and man on here. I'm shocked. But, they, but <laughs> cis man is different from man. Man. Genetically, someone with a Y chromosome, biologically regarding sex, someone that Socially. A man is someone who, da, 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 da. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I, we don't have to look at this anymore. I just thought it was kind of funny because I was looking for a list of the new sexualities and that popped up. Well, so uh, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. I, look, one thing that I've... So I like the idea of not using their language, like not talking about I identify as... Um, assigned, don't use that word, because um, you're not assigned a sex. Um, but I also, I made this rule up a while ago, like I don't, I don't talk about my sexual orientation. It's no one's business. I mean, I did talk about sapiosexual a little bit today. I didn't realize that was an orientation, but it was in the context of this discussion. But like, it's that's not, not ever something, it's if not. someone ever asked me, like I've had people say like, usually gay people be like, oh, you're straight. Like the answer is like, it's none of your business. And unless you're propositioning me, I'm not like, you don't need to know what happens sexually in my bedroom. And I don't want to know what happens in your bedroom sexually. I don't care. I don't care. And I don't think society should care. We should not care. It's not our business what happens privately between people, um, as long as it's consensual, obviously. Um, I was just but, thinking about that diversity inventory that we talked about in a different episode where, right. the, where the school was sending kids home and telling them to interview their parents and their family members and their doctor and people in their life, their mailman, whoever, and come back with a list of their identities. And I'm just now thinking of like look at the kid who comes back who's like, my dad's a trans woman, demisexual, sapiosexual. <laughs> like, it, who cares? It just doesn't. Well, there's also, so one thing, if you'll notice this, the younger generations, um, they've really lost any respect for privacy. They don't care about privacy. It's not a thing for them. And I think, you know, you and I are a little bit older than the, the young kids now and uh, we're Gen X. And I think Gen X still has some sense of like, oh, there's like privacy is a concern. Maybe some of the people, the the youngest kids who've been a, raised in the age of uh, digital, maybe they kind of understand again the, the dangers of of uh, having everything online. Maybe not. But there's this there's this idea that like you have a private life and you can be cordial and polite and interact with people and be part of society and still have a very private part of your life that you share only with your spouse or whatever. And that's healthy. It's, it's uh, normal and it's been destroyed almost completely. And that, gen that worksheet is a great example. I, I cannot imagine in the past a school saying, tell me who you want to have sex with and who everyone you know wants to have sex with and write it down on this piece of paper. Because that's what they're asking. Yeah. It's, it's basically the modern, it's, it's a sanitized version of turn-ons and turn-offs from the old Playboy magazines. It's a socially, it's become, it's a socially acceptable version of that. that yes. They're, they're even teaching to children. It's yes. Like they might as well be giving children old Playboys, like, what do you like? Right. <laughs> right. Can you imagine, can you imagine a teacher standing up being like, um, little Sally, 
tell me what turns you on? What do you think turns your parents on? Like, like, <laughs> whoa. That's what, that's what they're asking. Why are we asking these <laughs> questions? You know what turns me on? Privacy. Privacy turns me on. That's, we should call this episode, my sexuality is private. Private file. Privacy. <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with something. I would, if I knew Latin, I would come up with a better one. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, this has been fun. I it has. Fun. Meandering, weird, but fun. Fun. Uh, that's what Confetti's for some days. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We are going to be doing another Daily Confetti tomorrow. Uh, and uh, what else are we doing? What's coming up soon? We haven't well, picked we have a book Well, we have to pick yet. a book. We haven't. So, Carrie, you okay. and I need to talk about that. You know that. what? I'll do... We're going to compile, we had a lot of great suggestions. We'll compile some of the top suggestions and then we'll do a poll and people can vote. Yeah. We'll also, just to be transparent, we'll also use our own. We'll influence the compilation. Oh yeah. We're going to pick some of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) We're going to pick some of our favorites. I just want to be clear. Like, it's not pure democracy. (laughs) I just want to be honest about that. So, (sighs) all right. Thank you. By the way, um, Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Uh, anything you guys can do to help the show out would allow us to keep going. We, you know, it's, we bleed cash and time every day. So the more support we get, the more of these videos we can make, the better we can make them. And uh, really appreciate those of you who support us now. And uh, you know, please, if you, can, if you can support us, even if it's just by sharing the video. So. And if you support, if you go to our subscribe star, there's the different levels where you can support financially, but also there should be a tip jar on the left. It says tip and you could just do a one-time donation if you want to do that. Somebody was asking, so. You can, and I think it's been debugged with subscribe star, so. Cool. Thanks. Thanks guys.